My dear listeners, I hope today is going amazing for you. Join me on my podcast as I share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn, they live their dreams. As they say, it's up to you to make it happen. This show is sponsored by BioMental, all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs. Always stay healthy, strong and focused, and the rest will follow. To learn more, go to biomental.org. Hello everyone, today we're meeting Indra Rinsler. He is an astrologer and a spiritual guide, also a world traveler. Hello, Indra. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, Anna. Happy to be here. Thank you. So let's start a conversation by diving into your journey of becoming the person you are today. What led you to discover your true passion in life? How did it start for you? Well, I think I don't, it's still, it's still happening. I don't know how it started. I've, I've been on this spiritual path more than 50 years, so I'm not sure that I can relate to one incident, the person I am today. You know, I'm realizing that uh, what I do, what we teach is what we need to learn. And that what we do isn't really so much about doing, but it's the opportunity to teach us. And so I can tell you about inspirational moments that I became the astrologer. But what I'm finding is I get more and more into it now, also over 50 years, that uh, the whole point of it is to get me to learn a lesson, which has nothing to do with astrology uh it it has to do with uh my opening to a truth within myself and that the things that we're doing are only um uh, uh to open up to that possibility right yeah uh and you just mentioned very interesting point what we teach is something we need to learn we don't usually look at it from that perspective and we're trying to chase something in life, you know, seeking accomplishments or praise or anything that would validate that we did something. But in the end, we have to kind of reflect back and see why we're doing that. What is the intention behind our actions? And what are we gaining from that experience, right? And a lot of times we're just living by default, you know, and not realizing why we're doing certain things. And with you knowing uh, the, you know, the reason behind what you're doing is very insightful. And I think a lot of people would benefit from understanding who they are, where they at at this point in life and what's next for them and i know you using different modalities in your practice to help people get in touch with their true self is that correct 
That's right. And I like to say that it's it's um, that I help them to know who they are, not who they think they are. Mm. That's not that I help them. It's that the modalities help them to know who they really are, not who they think they are. And again, that the modalities are a vehicle for me to learn what I need to learn. We think that it's we're the gift to mankind that now say I'm an astrologer and now I can tell you about yourself. And there is value in that and, and that I can. And the, the readings do help people to do that. But really for me, the point of it is, is that I, you know, it's like we tell everybody, open your heart. Let's just say, open your heart. I'm just picking something. Okay. So I I'm telling everybody, you know, a hundred clients, I probably say it 96 times. And, and on the 101st client, I realize that who I'm really talking to is myself. Mm. That, that we don't teach things unless we need to learn them. The things that are easy for people, that's not what they share. They don't share the lessons they learned 20 years ago. They sharing from the things that they're, they think the lessons they've learned or the they've learned enough to begin to explore these particular areas of opening their heart. You know, you say, well, no, my heart is open. Well, that may be true at moments, but it isn't usually 24 seven true, at least not, uh, at least not in the first 30 or 40 years. And and so the thing is, is that whenever I get into ego, the doors get closed, you know, like immediately. I'm saying that's my story. I'm not saying that's the same for everybody. Uh, but for many people, it is, is that as soon as I get into ego, then the doors close and um, the intuition disappears. As soon as I get into mind, the intuition disappears. And so the 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 goal becomes of staying in the present moment and and not being so concerned with the the benefits the effects of what you're doing and how great you are because you're doing it that kind of pushes your your ultimate goal if your goal is to build your ego well yes that's that will build your ego but if your if your goal is to let go of the ego and to be in the present then then your um, attachment to the results will only block your ability to do that. Right. And I think it's a challenge for people to be in the present moment, especially with a lot of distraction nowadays, social media. Sometimes people look into different addictions that is escape from the present moment in order to not face certain I don't know, emotions probably that's coming up for them and deal with them and process them and understand the reason behind it and let it go but rather you know they trying to find some something that would help them to cope but it's not the healthy way of doing it and uh, a lot of times they feel like they're struggling and they're going through this challenge alone and nobody would understand them but in reality, we all know what that is. If only you would ask for help and for, you know, uh, somebody who could create that safe space for you and let you um, kind of go through that challenge and knowing that uh, we can 
be that compassionate human being and you know understand that type of emotion that you're going through but a lot of times uh, people don't know how to reach for help and they look at it from the side of like weakness you know they feel that um it's not me showing strength but rather me feeling weak if i ask for help but uh if we can equip people with certain maybe techniques or practices or daily habits to incorporate in their daily life to help them navigate through life to have this type of skills that they could um you know they could master every day if only they commit to doing them maybe it will help them to become more present and to deal with this certain type of emotions that you know come up on surface what do you think those practices could be maybe like two three type of daily habits that every one of us could start from even today and seeing the results for ourselves well, uh, yeah, those are some good points. I, 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 I'll give you a couple of practices, but I do want to just mention this, is that this, this um, success-failure flow, this in the, in the moment and then in the mind and then in the moment, this is the practice. This is what it is. And there's a, there's a, a value. There's an there's a understanding that you have at six months and there's an understanding you have at two years and an understanding at five years and an understanding at 10 and 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 years of these practices and that and that you you don't leave you can't leave the path because there is no place to go there is no alternative there's knowing you're on the path and there's not knowing you're on the path, but you're still on the path in either case. And so, and so the ups and downs that we have are just a natural flow of the way that we learn and that we're, uh, you know, if we're practicing a new language, for example, this, this image comes up to my mind at the moment, but if we're practicing a new language, we might only at the first week, we only might know two words and then the 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 end of the first month we might know uh two sentences and we can talk for a minute and then at the end of the second month we can talk a paragraph and that's just the way that it is and i've come to learn to uh look at it as a I suppose a process. I've learned to not see what i don't do as failure but just opportunity to just to to learn that lesson so maybe I don't have to learn it again, and maybe I do, and maybe I don't. But uh, but I'm not wrong, bad, uh, unenlightened uh, in in any case. You know, stupid, smart, um, chosen. I, I you know I we are all of those things at all times, and it doesn't change. Now the practice, if you want a particular practice, I like to say that at the end of the reading, I'm not saying that people have ever said that, but it's like at the end of the reading, they say with their eyes, this is great information, Indra, you know, like three hours. Now, what do I do with it? And so what was given to me is something I call the 
four doorways to conscious living. And so the first doorway is to learn to observe, that you need to learn to watch your own thinking, you need to watch your own behavior, you need to learn to watch your, your reaction to other people's thinking and behavior, that you want to get out of the movie of your life into the audience to get some um, space between your unconscious actions and becoming a little bit more aware of what you're doing. Only for the awareness, the observing of what's going on. Then the second doorway is to let go and release what doesn't serve you. Now, letting go involves being aware of a feeling, letting it come up, staying with it and letting it run its course without wanting to make it different or do anything about it. It means simply to let the feeling be there and to focus on letting out the energy behind it when letting go, ignore all thoughts. And this is a quote from a book called Letting Go by David Hawkins. And I do recommend this book or anything by David Hawkins. He's passed on now, but the, some incredible material. I've been spending a lot of time with David Hawkins here these, these COVID years. So that's the second doorway, letting go and releasing what doesn't serve you, not understanding that some of your bad habits may serve you right now. That, 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 that being angry and being opinionated, it may serve you now, but when it doesn't serve you, then let it go. The third doorway is to love yourself. The fourth doorway is to live in the moment. When you're living in the moment, then you're loving yourself. They are interchangeable. They are the same. They are different words for the same thing. And uh, so how do you love yourself? Let go and release what doesn't serve you. We have to spend a lot of time at letting go and releasing. And, and how do we know what to let go and release? We just observe. That observing our natural flow of energy with, um, with a quiet mind will help us to know what it is that we work on because all the people around us, our co-workers, our mates, our friends, our, uh, our New York City, you know, in New York City, you told me you're in New York, the pizza guys, they were like the psychologists for the neighborhood. I assume it's still that way. Maybe not. But uh, so he'll tell you what you need to do. He'll tell you what you need to work on, or she maybe now, the local pizza uh, psychologist, uh, pizza lady guy. Uh, you know, they'll the life will tell you, but you have to, and and has been telling you, but we have to get quiet enough within ourselves to be able to hear it and to recognize, rather than react to it, is just to is just to observe it without any need for it to be right or wrong or good or bad. It's just something that's happening that we want to, that we want, that we, that we feel intuitively that we want to change. Right, and um, you mentioned observing. So a lot of times people, they in the reactive mode. So they just triggered by something that's happening in their life, interaction with other people, and again, they in that reactive mode, but then uh, maybe they eventually look in retrospectively and realize, and that was a lesson for me for, um, you know, to grow in some kind of way. But a lot of times they don't see it when being in the moment and responding, uh, you know, accordingly, observing 
distancing yourself from who you really are, your ego or your external self, I don't know how you call it, but knowing that it's not good or bad, right or wrong, not leaving it, but rather just seeing for what it is, knowing that in any way it's beneficial for you. Maybe it doesn't bring the pleasant emotions in the moment, right? Because it's triggering, but allowing yourself to be and feel and just understand what could it teach you, that's a practice in itself, don't you think so? Absolutely. And I wanna I wanna I wanna refer to what you're saying here is that the observing, I didn't say, but the observing, it may be a week later, it may be a month later, it may be 10 years later that you observe. You 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 get a reflection on a relationship or something you said to somebody 10, 20 years ago, something your mother, you know, I work with people. I worked with a lady last week. Um I don't know, 59 years old. And she's talking about her when she's coming back to realizing when she was seven and eight with her family, you know, what, 50 plus years ago. So observing has no time limit. It will speed up. It will be a week later. And then when you get good at it, it will be a day later. And then it'll be an hour later. And then it'll be five minutes later. And then it'll be in the moment. And and that's great. But that isn't the goal the goal is to observe and the time isn't really so important. And it, it, it's not important in the sense of you judging yourself that you're slow, you know, that I didn't get it right then. And I'm bad, you know, I'm bad going into this bad, you know, I'm a bad person. It's like, no, don't do that. You're not, you're neither good nor bad. You just are. And it takes what it takes and, and guaranteed that when you see it, the next time it comes up, you'll see it a lot quicker. And that's that's the only that's my prayer is that it happens quicker, that 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 uh, that uh, that it speeds up, that that's what will happen. The more that you practice with it, the more you're aware of it. And and so I've already been practicing a week. OK, good. But, you know, a week isn't much, you know, I mean, uh, you know, like in my 20s, I might have said a week was enough. But I'm saying from the position I've been I'm in now at 50 years, I want to say a week, a month, a year, 10 years, 15 years. I don't care. You know, it doesn't really matter. It takes what it takes. And the thing is that when you get it, when you're older, when you see it, you can process it a lot quicker than when you when you're younger, it's harder to process. And so, and so if you hear something in your twenties, it may be your truth for you, but you may, it may not really be the, be the open sesame, you know, until you're 40, you know, or, or 50, you know, it may not be the time that, that, that the magic of that, what you learned in your twenties happens. And is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. That's just the process. The process is, is that you get it when it's your time and that there's no, and don't put a time on it. But the thing is, is that the observe, the observing will be quicker and it will be deeper. The more you do it, uh, you know, however long that takes, there are people who can, who, you know, the overnight success, the typical Hollywood overnight or Broadway overnight success, they've been working for 20 years. We're all doing that spiritually. We're all doing it spiritually uh, to, um, 
to have that aha moment, but the work has, has been going in for a long time before that, uh, for us to have that, that realization in the moment. Right, and I think uh, people sometimes find themselves being judgmental towards themselves. And like you said, why didn't I understand it earlier? Why it took me so long to get that point? You know, but they're not realizing that um, it's different timeline for you compared to another person. And it's a different lesson for you compared to another person. We're not comparable in that sense. And there is no standard of what it should be, right? So we just need to accept and give ourselves that, you know, being kind to ourselves and knowing that, uh, you know, it takes what it takes, but eventually we're going to get to the point where we learn our lessons you know one way or another so it'll just happen but giving ourselves space and um, being compassionate and loving like you mentioned it's one of the doors it's to love ourselves right, right. it's another um place where people struggling to get to and they a lot of times critical um towards themselves more than even to other people you know and to kind of establishing that relationship with yourself it's also taken um time and practice and um but again like you said it could take more time for you than for another person but i think with establishing that relationship it opens more opportunities and you feel much lighter um, so what are your thoughts on, you know, establishing that relationship with your true self and um, giving yourself more love? How can we do that? Well, uh, we need to stop comparing this, this whole comparing to other people. This is a major problem. This is, uh, uh, this is a weak Venus going back to the astrology and I don't need to go further into it, but the comparisons, judgments, self-righteous blaming this is the whole bailiwick of this of a weak uh, venus and um that's a major area that we have to stop doing that we can't compare ourselves to others that others have different karma others have different experiences others have different lessons and 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 they um you know, the marriage that looks good from the outside may not look so good from the inside. It may not look, you know, it may not look like, uh, you know, the wonderful mate may be uh, not so easy to live with because they're so wonderful that, that there's no space for you to be wonderful in that relationship. And so the whole comparing and judging ourselves and judging other people and comparing to other people, this is a whole mess you know together mm -hmm. that has got to drop away that that you can't that that there is value in uh you know like if you're i don't know if you're an athlete i don't know why that comes up if you're an athlete seeing somebody else do your sport at a high level can be helpful but to think that uh, I'll never be that good, or they're better than I am, or they are a better person than I am because they play the sport better. These will never, these, these are things we do, but they are a means to an end. That is not the last stop on the subway. That is, uh, 
the uh, that that is a mid stop, and and that's not where you want to get off. You want to you want to go to the the location you want is further on, and that is a uh, stop along the way. And most of, and many of us spend uh, quite a bit of time at that stop, but uh, the 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 subway stalls. But uh, eventually we get back on and we go to a, to another place that's a that's a better place, and that is a lesson that that many of us have to learn and and it's why we're here and and it may be the lesson of the lifetime and that's okay if that's the lesson of the lifetime that's okay especially if you learn it right <laughs> so what means in the end is you have to learn that lesson and whatever time it takes for you again it doesn't matter and you shouldn't judge yourself upon that and also like you mentioned this comparison it's going on all the time and it's all around us and again the social media and we are looking at other people achievements we are feeling jealous envy or whatever might come up for people you know when they compare themselves but they are in a state where they either feel inferior or superior to other people when they compare themselves and i think uh it's not the best place to be because it also affects your own self-worthiness like your own understanding of why you here you know what's your value and we are I feel like we're all valuable just by being here right we don't need to prove our self-worthiness by any means and we're not comparable. So in that sense, we just kind of stop in the flow once we in that mode of comparison. If only we can just let it go. But again, it takes it takes time to learn that lesson and to understand that there is no benefit in it, you know. But you have to sometimes maybe experience hard times. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's different for everybody, but but it is a lesson and um, uh, I know you are also uh, you know teaching people how to learn through enneagrams right there are yes, different absolutely types. yes I would like you to elaborate more on um, the benefits of knowing your personality and how it could affect our life or destiny or how you would call it i just want to learn more and for our listeners sure, sure. I, I just want to make a point to what you just said it was a very good point is that the that the that actually the self-worth is the cause of the comparisons it's not actually the result of the comparisons it's actually the cause that if there isn't if, if you're strong within yourself, then you don't compare yourself to other people. But it's only when you're not feeling strong within yourself that the, that the comparisons come up. And so uh, that's a good point is that it, to, it's, it's not that the comparisons reflect back to the self-worth. The self-worth is what brings up the comparisons in the first place. My belief. So the Enneagram is the it's called the Enneagram of Personality. It's a teaching about 60 years old. Uh, the Enneagram is a, is a, it, it comes, it's, uh, the term is from the Greek, it means a nine-sided figure, and it's actually a combination, there's actually a symbol for it, and this, this symbol is a combination of three 
uh, geometric shapes combined as a circle for unity and a triangle uh, reflective of the law of three and the a thing called a hexag. It's a six-pointed uh, geometric shape that uh, combine that makes for the nine points in the enneagram, and the enneagram personality has the has nine personality types at the points. The teaching is that these are not. It's it's a at the simplest of levels. It's a psychological archetypal uh, personality typing system. But these are not just. These are the archetypal personalities that's mm -hmm. what the teaching is and that's what i believe that it is the sum total of the five thousand years of the judeo-christian tradition of all the conditioned behavior has come come down to that there are nine personality types uh and they're in nature and that they are and that we radiate from one of them at our core and by understanding our our personality number uh, they're numbered one through nine. There's no hierarchy. And they also have names of which, of course, we don't agree with the names. Mm. And uh, so we use the numbers and uh, they they uh, understanding our number uh, that 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 the personality has a tremendous amount of patterning to it. And by understanding our personality, we understand our core triggers and we understand the, the patterning of the personality in order to be able to release its behavior, that, that we think that we're unique. And we are in the sense that, um, that we are the only one of us, but we are not unique in that our behavior is been categorized uh, you know for hundreds of years if not thousands of years uh into into patterning that we fit into rather well and the and the reaction to this patterning for some can be don't box me in but the reality of it is is that you're already boxed in and by understanding the patterning that's the way to get out of that box that's the freedom is to be able to let go of the patterning uh to be to be free to react however you like rather than in patterned ways wow so each personality type according to enneagram has a certain behavioral pattern that they follow right and if only we understand which category we belong to in terms of all this pattern and there is a way for us to free ourselves to liberate ourselves, right? Right. Now, let me let me uh, correct that a little bit. It, there, there. Some of the behavior may be done by more than one people, uh, mm -hmm. by 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 more than one type. But the motivation behind the behavior is unique. For example, shyness. I don't know why I come up with that, but shyness. You know, maybe fours can be shy, maybe fives can be shy. But the difference behind it the motivation behind it is is different and so we don't that's the thing is we don't want to look strictly at the behavior we want to look at the behavior but we don't want to strictly look at the behavior what we're really interested in is getting to the motivation behind it and when we understand the enneagram point then we understand the the behavior behind it oh wow so yeah the motivation uh behind the behavior is what's important and once we understand that then we know what we're dealing with and for i think it will be very interested for anybody to know 
how they can affect their own behavior, just knowing what the motivation behind it is and see if they can just, um, I guess, change that type of pattern in a way and uh, that could affect the way they feel in as well, right? Absolutely, and I think you've gotten to the good news right here. The good <laughs> news is, you know, this is the way I look at it, is, is that once we have the information, once we, once we can observe, once we get some clarity, once we're not, uh, you know, on our case all the time, once we can feel positive about our situation, the, the, we naturally heal. Mm. We don't have to you know, it's like I say, you know, boy meets girl, they know what to do. They don't have to read books. They kind of know what to do at any age. You know, there may be some fumbling, you know, but but they kind of know what to do. And you have a kid, you, you know, you, you never had kids, but then you have a kid and somehow you kind of know what to do. And you and you you buy your house and you kind of know how to take care of that house and you and you learn from people how to take care of that house and you have a car and your and your car guy you you know to go to a car guy and you know who a good car guy is and he tells you how to take care of your car and so and so the information is there we don't have to try to figure it out and 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 pray we just need to get empty enough to be able to hear god is shouting at us you know move your feet, you know, <laughs> you know, let go, you know, be open, you know, open your heart, whatever, whatever God is shouting, you know, to us. The thing is, is that, is that once I don't, I don't, I can't teach anybody how to do it. All I can do is to show them, I can show them what I've done. I can tell them what I've done and show them what I've done. I can, I can tell them what I see and I can tell them what the modalities see, but the healing is is it's a self-realization it's the, the the thing is is that once you get clear and open then the healing happens on its own and and uh that's the beauty of it i mean that that's the that takes my my you know my breath away is yeah. that that it's that it's a kind of a perfect system is that it doesn't look very perfect because we're looking at it with the mind but when you let go of the mind and you let go of the preconceptions and you let go of, i'm not good enough and you let go that they're not good enough and and the world is a crazy place and i'm i'm in the wrong place when you let go of all of that then you naturally could just kind of flow to a to a place of of happiness and realization and that you and you realize that that I don't really need anything. That 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 the that the sunshine and the and the street performers and the and the, the 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 people going to work and the people standing there like they always have done and that the newspapers arrive and whatever it is in the you know that you get morning coffee at your favorite place and it tastes the same every day. Whatever it is that floats your boat, that that is enough to um, uh, to um, to create to 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 have you to feel that spark and then the and then the then the work becomes to have that spark come more often to live in that spark to never leave that spark 24 7 living in undisturbed consciousness that's the goal and it starts from the little sparks that develop on themselves that you don't that you don't you know that you don't pick up the top of the uh water so that it won't boil you know that you keep 
you know, keeping it from boiling by looking at it, that you don't, uh, you know, that you don't look under the chicken to see if the eggs are hatched, that you don't, um, you know, judge yourself that you should have been quicker, it should have been longer, your hair should have been longer, your hair should have been shorter, it would have been a better cut, it should have been a better color, and and I uh, wore the wrong outfit or whatever, whatever it is you drive yourself crazy with, that, that when you let go of all of that, as you talked about at the beginning, that peace that comes, the peace of, of, uh, of when you let go of all the distractions, I don't really care what's happening so much in the world. I read headlines and, you know, the headlines have a timeless quality to them that you could have read the same headline 20 <laughs> years ago. Maybe we did read the same headline 20 years ago. So uh, so when you, when you get past that and you just... Um, get to get to be that the that the world is rather than it that it is something for you you know that it's that it's doing something for you but it but when you get to a place where it just is and that and that in that is enough then uh, then you don't have to leave that place and how long does it take it takes as long as it takes i don't want to you can't put a time on it because it's because it's not about time, because there are many of instances of people that have woken up on, in, in, you know, in, um, in instances. I, I, I love to tell the story, if you don't mind. Uh, uh, I heard this story in India. I spent a lot, I've spent a lot of time in India with teachers in India. There was this one teacher that told us this story of this man who uh, was, uh, this was in the early 1970s and that he was, uh, he was writing a book and he had, uh, of course there were no computers then, he had all of it in a briefcase and he was a, he was a little bit uh, mentally occupied. He was a, he was a, a priest or a Swami. He was actually European, but he had been living in India in a long time. And um, he lived outside the town. And one day he took the bus to the town and uh, he had his briefcase with all of his writings, you know, his whole life was in this briefcase. And um, so he was, he got off the bus and um, he was doing his errands and then he saw the bus move. Wow. And in that moment of total panic that all his writings would be gone and his whole life was useless in this total moment of, complete uh, giving up, running to the bus, he had a heart attack and on the way to the ground, falling with the heart attack, he woke up. And the bus drove a block and stopped mm -hmm. and he got his, his, uh, uh, suitcase, his, uh, I forget what I call briefcase. He got his briefcase and then he, I, I think he, I don't think he was well after that. He, he was well enough to, he went back to, he went back to Europe and then he, and he was dying for a while. He was dying and the people would come to the, 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 the monastery where he was from that when he was dying and they would honor him because now he had woken up. But that total panic that his life was over that he gets a heart attack and on the way down to the ground, he wakes up. You 
have no idea what is ahead. There is no reason to project anything about goodness and badness and timing and God does and doesn't and should or shouldn't and is and isn't. I let go of all of it, that that my life has become 24-7 complete surrender to everything, every moment, that not holding on to anything, because holding on to anything means means I'm not in the moment. Yes, that's a great story. And uh, what do I need to, you know, wait for that extreme to happen, to wake up, you know, even though some people do, and they don't realize that what you need is always around you it's always available to you and we need to be grateful for what we have and those simple things that we do and people we interact with right that's what's important and that's what life is all about we don't need to chase something that you know is unattainable and we're always trying to prove ourselves to who why are you trying to prove yourself you know and is it really something you want to do for the rest of your life? Is it something that matters? So we need to kind of be mindful of what really matters in our life and be, um, you know, find ourselves in that peaceful state where we can just let go of what bothering us or what is distracting us from what matters and be present in that moment right now that's where you should be in present because if you live in the past or in the future you know your life is passing by you and you don't get to experience it fully that's how i think uh well i feel the same way and and it's a it's a it's a 24 7 uh, 50 plus years of uh, that I've experienced of yes of realizing you know there's a teaching in India called nete nete not this not that that we know what it isn't but what is it you know uh, finding what it is and uh, that's the work and and we can make it be about being the best astrologer we can make it be about having the best podcast we can make it be about serving the most people and and having the most numbers of talks or most amount of monies or most amount of whatever it is it doesn't really matter but but and that and that um on the physical plane that is the scorecard but in the spiritual world that isn't the scorecard and the scorecard has nothing to do with that the scorecard has to do with with what you're really feeling in the moment and and stringing those moments of of what you're really feeling uh, together and it's not about that you can still be sad in those moments but underneath that sadness is the happiness that i'm feeling that sadness mm, yeah. and so and so it's it doesn't become that you're always in the bliss of every moment but you're in the bliss of every moment even when you're not in it that's the that it's it sounds um it sounds like a word game, you know, or I'm sure somebody will make a word game out of it and we can we can put it up on the Internet and we can put our scores up and in, uh, in Twitter every day. But but that's not really what it's about. It's about it's about it's 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 an internal process of, you know. 
of our own, of us experiencing our own life and in experiencing that life then we experience everybody's life and every life that ever was or will be and each moment that that can exist all at once this is the this is the experiences of the samadhis and the out-of-body experiences that the great teachers share us is, is that time stood still and yet it was all time at the same time. And when we try to put it into words, it's confusing because it sounds like contradictions. But it's but the reality of it is that it's the that it's it it doesn't make sense. It's it's like I like to say about India that India doesn't make sense from from the West, and in India the West doesn't make much sense. And so the 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 point is is that you 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 make your own sense out of it, and the sense can be that it doesn't make sense, but that when you accept that it doesn't make sense, and you're and you're and you're um, and you find joy in that, then you've arrived at a place where there is no arrival. Yeah. Because you never left. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like to say that the that the that we're already enlightened. It's just that it's a very small percentage. And that and that what we want to do is we want to increase that percentage, you know. Yeah, I think it's happening all around the world. And you traveled for many years and you've seen different countries and continents. And you probably know better than anybody, and you've seen how people started to waken up. And you know, it's kind of like becoming a, a wave or a movement. I don't know how it's called, but collective consciousness. Yeah. You know, and we have to uh understand that we are kind of contributing to that, to something bigger than ourselves, and finding ourselves being part of it i think it's just uh, making us feel um a purpose in life as well that's how i see it yeah i my point of view i mean i hear this especially from many podcasters is about all that's happening right now and there and there is a, a a strong movement but i mean i've been seeing it for 50 years you know the way i've seen it is uh that I saw more and more people coming to India, people that had never thought about India were starting to come, younger people from different countries and, and, and everywhere they, you know, anyone I ask, no matter where they come from all over the world, because in India, I work with clients all over the world. Everybody's got a yoga studio near them now. Doesn't matter where they are. There's a yoga studio nearby. And I usually say to them, there's a few of them even. That you have a choice it's not only that you don't even that it's only one it's like you have a choice and that's so that's worldwide and yes of course it's it's been spreading but it's been spreading for a long time it started with uh, madame blavatsky visiting india in the 1840s and 1850s and starting the theosophical society bringing astrology back to the west from india in the eight in the mid 1800s or or the you know somewhere in that period started the theosophical society in new york in 1875 that's now over 100 that's almost 150 years ago and so you know i mean are more people being aware of it now sure are people more intense about it now than they were i don't know that they're more intense we were pretty intense about it in 1970 you know 
71, 72, 73, there was a revolution going on then that was awakening. It was not the same as it is now. And and we wouldn't expect that because the, because the work in the 60s was done in the 60s. And so now the people can, can um, have the benefits of that. I've noticed that... Um, that you don't have to have the experience yourself in order to have the benefit of it. That mm-hmm. that that people's talking about their experiences, they spread those experiences, and you can you can get it uh, you can get it by reading about it. You can get it about just uh, just feeling it within yourself, and 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 we don't have to have those experiences that other people's experiences, like the great masters have been sharing in their in their books and works for millenniums. Um, help us in our own journey. And uh, is it speeding up? Maybe more people involved? Sure. More intense? I don't know. It's been intense for a while. And and as more people join the party, it looks like a bigger party. But it's not that the party is just starting. It's not, not the way, that's not the viewpoint I've, I have. Yeah, but uh, it's also important for us to you know focus on what's working in order to grow spiritually for individual uh, ourselves and how we can get to connect to our true self and what's better for us only we know and just like focusing on what we can do that's enough you know we don't have to I mean, it's good to have bigger goals and, you know, impact more people. But I feel like the work should always start within yourself and everything else is just going to be like um, like a a ripple effect. So you going to affect other people just by interacting with them naturally and it will be felt in one way or another and you will affect them. But First, start with yourself, and there are a lot of tools available nowadays, and only if you have that desire and that willingness to do the work, and that's what matters, because in the end, it's your life, and it's up to you how you want to live your life, right? So that's what well, that's, we do. Well, that is true. It is your life, but it does it does affect it does affect all of us that 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 you know, I want me to do the best I can, but I want you to do the best that you can too. And, 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 uh, you know, I'll do whatever I can to help you. Even with the reality is that I can't do anything that, 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 that I can only, you know, I could take you down to the, the, the pond, but you'll have to drink on your own. And so there's only so far we can go. And, and that, and that how do we help other people is by being by being our most inspirational self by you want to help somebody else do your work and then the other people will be inspired because you cannot if you've ever had a young you know if you've ever been a parent you can't tell a young kid what to do you know you can you can think you're telling them but um some of them may respond to you uh, that way 
and then have to work the rest of their life to undo that. And some of them won't respond to you at all. But in either case, the fact is, is that we need to do the, our own work and we can be the inspiration for other people by doing that. And uh, it's great to tell people that that is it. If telling worked, then there would be more enlightened people here because there are a lot of people that want to tell you. So you, you have to do it yourself. And, and again, I don't have a problem with that system. I kind of like the system that it is, is that uh, it's that the, the secret of life is, is in our heart and it's only two inches, you know, an inch in. We don't have to go very far to find it. And, uh, and uh, I like that it's so subtle and easy. No, but it's not simple. It's simple, but it's not easy. That's what I want to say. It's simple that the that we open our heart and we love ourselves and we love everybody and we love what we do and and we see that it's all a means to an end rather than an end. And uh, that's a simple teaching, but it's not easy to live. And um, I enjoy, you know, I've come to enjoy that if I do go egotistical, things stop. It's really, it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like uh, uh, burning your fingers by touching the hot stove. This is a, you know, we teach our two-year-olds and three-year-olds these lessons, and we're not like really any different than two and three-year-olds and some of these spiritual concepts and the fact that it's so, it's in plain view, and yet we want to make it so complicated. It's sort of a cosmic joke, you know, you want to lighten up your life, just to have a good laugh at the at the the reality is that it's in plain sight but nobody but everybody wants to make it so complicated and and uh it's not it doesn't have to be so complicated but it may take you decades to figure that out and that's okay yes. by my by my regulation by <laughs> my uh realize realization that's okay it's okay with me Yes, it is okay. Like you said, it's simple, but not easy. And it's our own journey to figure out for ourselves and, you know, become that person and then and teach it by showing what's possible to others, living as example of what's possible. That's how you inspire people. And that should be the goal for everybody. But uh, again, we choose. It's always our choice. And it's up to us what we choose. You know, it may be everybody's goal. We just may not. They just may do it in a different way. I mean, I think everybody is trying to help everybody else, you know, in their own way. And and by being negative, they're they're also trying to help. They're trying to say life is hard. Life is is a difficult path and 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 uh, my way is the negative way they're trying to help you with their path and and that's why the discernment is so important to be able to to pick the sweet from the sour is is the skill that we learn and uh, and it's it's one of those that 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 the uh you know i think this is a cliche that youth is wasted on the young you know it's like is like now that we're old, you know, I can see we're, we're old and we have wisdom and we can have a really good time. But now we have to work with the body more and and the energy isn't the same and we don't, a full day isn't what a full day used to be. And again, I don't really have a problem with that, but but the, the youth has 
so much energy, but not so much discernment and not so much direction. And then the, then you get older and you have the wisdom and you have the understanding, but then you don't have the 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 energy and the uh, the ability to affect and uh, again life is a conundrum but it's it's delicious in that um, that the sweet spot that there is a sweet spot and that you have to find it on your own yes definitely and I'm so glad we had time to speak today. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and wisdom. And for those who would like to connect with you, how can they find you? Well, the best way to connect is uh, I have a website, Indra Rinsler, all one word, dot com. Um, I like to offer, we didn't talk much. Well, we talked a little bit about Enneagram and we didn't really talk much about astrology. But if people are interested in there, I'm a Vedic astrologer, the astrology of India. If you're interested in getting your Vedic chart, you send me by email, Indra Rinsler, all one word at gmail.com. Send me birth date, time and place, and I will send you back your chart and, and a little bit of how to read it. And then maybe a comment or two. It's not a reading, but you'll get your chart if you're interested in that. And if you want to learn more about the Enneagram, I can send you again for free a test. It's about five or 10 minutes to take a test to get you started on learning about your Enneagram number. The, the, the way you start with Enneagram is you kind of try to figure out your number. That's the kind of the goal. And then you can, I mean, you can read about them in general. They're kind of a fun book, like a mystery to read the nine types. Who, who, who done it? You know, then the question is, is, who am I? Not who done it, but who am I? And so most of us start with the test. So I, I'm happy to send anybody a test. If, if people are interested in readings, uh, write me, connect with the website and see what I'm offering. There are uh, a, in a, 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 an array of different modalities, uh, mainly uh, using astrology, but in some unusual ways in order to uh, give you a perspective on who you think you are in order to be able to become who you really are. And they, I've spent a... Um, um, decades waiting wanting mm -hmm. to share this and waiting for what i would call my own maturity to appear in order to be able to understand these modalities in the way that i wanted to which was a helpful way that made sense to me mm -hmm. that i was given these gifts after I attained a level of maturity in order to be able to share them. And I waited a long time. That wait was not in vain. And, the, and there's no hesitancy about the time because the gifts have been the reward. And, uh, and the ease that they, comes, uh, they, that they come and the simplicity that they come with and the understanding that they've come with is, has taken my breath away. And, um, I want that um, for everyone who uh, who who is ready for that. And so, uh, if you feel to connect, I'm happy to share uh, with your listeners. And uh, thank you so much for having me today, giving me this opportunity to share with you and with them. Yes, thank you. I'm gonna add. Uh, uh email in the show notes as well so people know how to reach you and the website so they can learn from themselves 
And um, yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you. I'm so glad that we met today. And thank you so much. I hope you enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow my show and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. To check out Intern Store, go to internpodcast.com. Stay tuned.